Good morning, Nachum. Good have Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Ekev. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Ekev contains eight mitzvos, six positive, and two restrictions. Moshe is continuing his oration to the people prior to his passing. He's extolling to them towards the beginning of the parasha, the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. He identifies for them some of the qualities of Eretz Yisrael, the seven species for which the land of Israel is especially noteworthy. And we find in this parasha the mitzvah of Birkas HaMazon, that after a person has eaten, and a rabbi has def- have defined for us that we are talking about having eaten bread, that one is then obligated to recite the Birkas HaMazon, which the Talmud in Brachos 48b uh, teaches us is comprised of four blessings, but it's really three plus one. Three which are of a biblical nature, coming from the Torah, and the fourth bracha of Hatov Vahamitiv. Now, before we even take a peek at the brachos, I just want to give a word of introduction and to say how saddened and frustrated I am to speak about this topic because it's very near and dear to me. We have an opportunity to fulfill a relatively easy biblical mitzvah and too many people unfortunately squander it and treat it with such familiarity that unfortunately it loses its significance. Think about it. How many blessings, this is the same week's Parshas Ekev, which is the source of Moashem Elokecha Doresh Me'imach. And the rabbis learn out from that that we are to recite a hundred blessings a day. Let me ask you, of these hundred blessings that we are to say every single day, how many of them are biblical? How many of them are from the Torah? Meaning there's an obligation from the Torah to dis- recite these blessings. So, according to the Ramban, Pirkas Torah is biblical. And that's why men and women should recite Pirkas Torah, found in the Sidurim before the listing of Pirkas HaShachar. All those blessings in the morning of Birkas HaShachar, of Pokeach Yivrim, Bisharumim, Matiras, Surim, Zokev, Kefufim, all these blessings that we thank Hashem for our eyesight, we thank Hashem for the ability to move, and amazing, all these are rabbinic blessings. Come on, aside from Birkas HaTorah, that's right, there's only one other. And that is Birkas HaMazon, to recite the grace after meals, after we have eaten bread. Now let's be honest, many, many people are 
very weight conscious, and therefore, during the week, we might not be eating and consuming too much bread, as opposed in yesteryear that it was a major staple. But when it comes Shabbos, that we have to wash for the three meals on Shabbos, and there we are going to be eating bread, my goodness, we should be so careful with the Birkas HaMazon. Now, why is it that there is no blessing before we recite Birkas HaMazon? And the Sfas Emes answers that when we say a bracha, Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvot Sav, it doesn't only mean that he sanctified us with his commandments, but it also means that he separated us, meaning those commandments that are uniquely for the Jewish people, to put on tefillin, to sit in a sukkah, to hear a shofar, those mitzvos we recite a blessing. However, those mitzvos which are universal actions, like honoring a parent, like giving charity, like, in this case here, saying thank you to a supreme being, which they call God, after they've eaten. This is something that man understands is a rational thing to do, but points out the Chosid Yavitz in his Sefer, Chazde Hashem, ouch, there are those mitzvos that have mazal, such as the mitzvah of Purim, the mitzvah of Bir Chameitz, destroying the Chameitz, the mitzvah even of Basar B'cholav. And then there are those mitzvos that don't have mazal, and one of them happens to be the Birkas HaMazal. So I'd like to spend some time with you just going through some of the very important points regarding Birkas HaMazon, that maybe, maybe we can literally enjoy it so that your Shabbos meal, which can take an hour and a half, two hours, how long does your benching take? And don't get me wrong, you compliment your wife, the hostess, for the delicious meal, I ask you, is your benching delicious? Do you enjoy the benching? Was it an uplifting spiritual experience? Or was it mumbled in perhaps less than two to three minutes? I want you to know I'm proud, but I personally sing the Birkas HaMazon so that I can focus on each word and hopefully the guests around my Shabbos table can do likewise. So I'd like to begin by asking, first let's identify what are the four blessings of Birkas HaMazon. So the Talmud in Brachos 48b tells us that the first bracha of Hazon Es Hakol was composed by Moshe in the desert when the man came down. The second bracha of Al-Oretz Fialamazon, thanking Hashem for the land of Israel. 
This was composed by Yoshua when he led the Jewish people into the land of Israel. The third bracha of Bonei Yerushalayim, which includes Malchus Beis David, the kingship of David, the Beis Hamikdash, Yerushalayim. This was composed by David and Shlomo. And interestingly, whereas Sfardim will say Amen after a series of brachos throughout the year, including Shmona Esrei, Ashkenazim do not say Amen after a series of brachos. Why do we say Bonei Barachamo of Yerushalayim Amen? And there are two interesting answers. The first one is to separate the fourth bracha from the first three. The fourth bracha, as we studied last Friday in conjunction with Tu Ba'av, the fourth bracha, the Talmud tells us, was composed by Chachme Yavne. After the destruction of the second temple, the many, many thousands and thousands and unfortunately, one more time, thousands of Jews were slaughtered in Beitar, and the Romans, Yamach Shemam, would not allow the Jews to bury their dead. For years, the corpses stayed out, and the weather did not have a negative effect upon them. Hatov, we learned. The bodies did not decompose, causing sickness and, unfortunately, great humiliation to the bodies. And And this was given to us, as we studied last week, on Tuba of permission after years. And we'll see why this is included in the Birkas HaMazo. So the Amen comes to uh, separate the first three from the last bracha. And the second reason for Amen, Abaye suggests, is that if I am working for you and you have to give me time off to eat lunch, okay, fine. Now what am I doing? Now I'm going to say Birkas Amazon on your time. So the rabbis tell us, wait a second, the first three blessings which are biblical that you would say, the last bracha you wouldn't say on the, quote, boss with a small b's time. The Shulchan Aruch says that nowadays we are a bit more forgiving or the workers are, un- okay, and therefore we allow our workers to say all four blessings in the Birkas Muzon. But at one time the Amen meant men, workers, go back to work. Okay. I'd like to ask one question. Why? Why is it that you've eaten a tuna sandwich and it's not enough that we say thank you Hashem for the sustenance. No, we say thank you Hashem for the sustenance of the sandwich. Don't go away yet. We thank you Hashem for the land of Israel. Don't go away. We thank you Hashem for the Beis Hamikdash that we had and praying for in the future, the royal house of David, and finally, we thank Hashem for burying the dead of Betar. What does all that have to do? And the Meshachachma suggests a very interesting possibility, and he says the following, that 
basically in the Birkas Amazon we have number one going from the individual to the communal. The individual, the Jewish people were fed miraculously mun in the desert as individuals. We come into the land of Israel, we become now a people with our own land. Okay? And so now God is going and showing His divine providence from each person to now each person as part of a nation. The nation is expanded in the third blessing, showing us what the apex and ideal of our nationhood is, namely having God's divine Shekhinah, His presence in our midst. And finally, the Churban Betar occurred after the destruction of the Second Temple in our being in a Golos mentality. It happened in Eretz Yisrael, but it was like we were in Golos, and God showed His Hashkocha Protis, His concern for the Jewish people, even in their state of exile. Let's take it and make it a little more, more clear. You've just eaten a meal, and the Gemara in Brachos warns us, this is Brachos 32a, the Bracha says, be careful because, uh-oh, if a person is going to eat, this could lead to a sense of arrogance. Says the Gemara, Male Krese, you fill the stomach, Zane Bishe. It could lead to sins and arrogance. So, therefore, the purpose of the Birkas HaMazon is, hey, now that I have nourished my body, now that I am good, what am I supposed to do with my healthy body? Ah, you're supposed to be part of a Jewish people. And you're supposed to work for and towards Jewish destiny and to realize God's involvement in our midst. Let's take it one step beyond. A very, very beautiful Ramban. The last, towards the end of the parasha, the Torah tells us in chapter 11, verse 12, that the land of Israel is special, and it's the land that God is concerned about. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Says the Ramban on that Pasuk, chapter 11, verse 12, and I quote, very powerful, that Yeshbo sowed amok. There's a great depth and secret to this verse. Watch. This land is the source of all. And here it comes. I quote from the Ramban inside. All lands are nourished and get their nourishment, sustenance, through the land of Israel, to what may be compared, may be compared to a father that has many children, but one child excels. And the father wants to give that one child a lollipop. The lollipop might cost just a very insignificant amount. 
But the other children who are not going to get the lollipop are going to make fun of that one. If that's how Levi, that's the only thing. They might even come to beat him up. They're jealous of him. So what does he do? He gives them all a lollipop. But he knows that it's coming because of them. Rashi explains on that pasuk that Hashem gives to all the lands what's coming to them. But it comes only because he gives to Eretz Yisrael. And once he gives to Eretz Yisrael, so therefore, he gives to the other lands as well. You had a tuna sandwich. Don't tell me that the bread came from Iowa, the wheat. And don't tell me that the tuna was caught off the coast of Pacific. No! It all comes from Eretz Yisrael. That's why we go from the first bracha to our destiny, tying us to the land of Israel. Please God, the third Beis Amidosh, which is going to come. And our constant reminder that Hashem is Tov Humetiv in the past, present, and please God for the future bringing us, as we remind ourselves each and every time we eat, that He is guiding us to Jewish destiny and to, once again, His having that very special place on earth. Shabbat Shalom to all.